0: And we are live, Ryan. once again, on the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. Thanks for joining me, dude. I know your life is just the absolute busiest of all time. Like, sometimes I see your schedule or see what you're doing, and I'm like, there's no way that you're actually getting all this stuff done, but somehow this stuff gets done, so I appreciate it. Yeah,
1: we 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 get it done, right? That's you know the saying goes like if you want something done, find someone who's busy. So
0: <laughs> I've never heard that. That's a really? new one. No, yeah, that's no, great. That's
1: definitely a saying like if you need something done, find someone who's busy. <laughs> it's those people that get things done, right?
0: That makes a ton of sense. You know, you're you're just always full of good little sayings and and quotes and everything. Look at you I don't go. About that. I don't know about <laughs> that. <but. laughs> well. Today, man, I want to start, you know, we're definitely, for people just joining us here on the podcast, I'm sure people are still joining and tuning in while Facebook makes its audience and everything, but for people just joining in, we're going to talk about Brawl in the Berg 10, which goes down February 5th at the Monroeville Convention Center. Man, this card is absolutely loaded. I know we've been excited about this for what feels like a year at this point. It feels like, you know, we're just dragging towards it, but I will say, we're pretty freaking close right now, man. It's nearing in quickly. Every time I check that calendar, I'm like, ooh, only, only a couple weeks now. Like, it's, it's getting real.
1: Weigh-ins are two weeks, man. Two weeks, two weeks from today. We'll be weighing in in two weeks and a couple hours.
0: That's crazy to think of. I think last time I weighed in there, I was 235, and I have eaten and drank horribly over the holidays so i'm pretty interested to see how much weight i packed on i might be i might be pushing like the cody gamble range at this point
1: <laughs> yeah well he he carries it a little better than you but.
0: <laughs> i was gonna say it's distributed a little differently for me but i think we're yeah. in that same range
1: <laughs> um well i want before we got started on that like dude i'm still like freezing and i got inside like uh, half an hour ago it's yeah. so cold
0: it is like what it said it feels like one degree on my phone today so one my
1: trucks my trucks a diesel and i like cranked it up and it's like it was bad
0: man and that's like a brand new fancy diesel too like ryan rides in style if anybody's never seen his truck so if that if that diesel was struggling it must have been a must have been brutal
1: yeah so it is cold out there stay warm folks don't don't diesels like you
0: gotta turn the key just a little bit and let it warm up for a second and then actually start it, or am I making that up?
1: I'm pretty sure you're I mean I don't maybe know.
0: older ones. I don't I'm know. I'm not a diesel mechanic. I'm not a diesel guy, clearly.
1: I mean, I drove a diesel truck for years. You know, I was a I was a big rig big rig driver over the road for South Hills movers for many years. But um I don't I did do, yeah. I don't know what you're making up.
0: I don't know. I'm going to Google it and send it to you after the podcast so I feel a little less crazy. But for now, (laughs) yeah, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, I was like, I'm looking at the fight card and I'm getting fired up.
0: All right. Well, let's, I want to start with this something a little different for everybody. We have a giveaway plan. So for people just joining the podcast, if you want to win two free tickets to Brawl in the Burg 10 February 5th at the Monroeville Convention Center, comma worthy in the main event. We're going to talk about the rest of the card, the novice amateur portion of the card, specifically on this podcast. But if you want to win two free tickets, here's what we're going to do. We love MMA. You know, obviously, we are specifically local MMA in a Pittsburgh MMA promotion, but we just love MMA in general. And a heavyweight title fight is, you know, pretty much as good as it gets. So Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gane this Saturday, at UFC 270 main event. Predict that fight. The winner, the round, and the time of, if you think it's going to be a stoppage, the time of the stoppage. And the closest guess will win two free tickets to Brawl in the Berg 10, February 5th. I'm going to pull up here the bout sheet. No, I'm not because I don't have it because I'm a horrible planner. But anyway, Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gone. Predict that fight. The winner, the round, the stoppage, and the time of the stoppage and the closest guess will win two free tickets. If two people pick the same thing, for instance, if you think, you know, Gone's going to win a decision, a unanimous decision, and two people say that, three people say that, five people say that, the first person who said it is going to win the ticket. So that's going to be the tiebreaker in that case. If there's a stoppage, I highly doubt two people will pick the exact time <laughs> or close to the exact time. But if they do, same deal. You know, the first one to get it in will win. So there's your chance, two free tickets. De Berg ten, just predict the main event of Saturday's UFC 270 main event, and Fred Neal comes in already. Look at that! Look at he—he knows
1: he's—he's he's like he got. I got this on lockdown.
0: Fred Neal for being first. Fred, you get to go on the live stream. Congratulations, sir. Francis Ngannou round two knockout. Two thirty. I love what you've done there. You've gone just right in the middle of the round to give you good wiggle room for when it actually happens, whether it happens early or late in the round. You're kind of yeah. In someone's
1: good. gonna jump on that though and just cut that right in half. Life. But, yeah, yeah.
0: That's a that's see now this becomes Price is Right, you know, like one dollar, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. But well,
1: how about that? Like honestly, think about that heavyweight fight. Like that's two guys like if you pick a decision, you're going to be alone by yourself. Like I don't see how those two can avoid like getting hit by each other. Like either one hits the other, like it's over. Yeah.
0: I think people, you know, Sarah gone has had a few decisions in the UFC and he's shown some really technical polished standup for a heavyweight. So people think that he will be smart and kind of pick Francis apart. But it's exactly what you said. He can do that against other opponents, but I don't think you can do that to Francis Nganu. Like, without wrestling him, like Stipe did in the first fight, when Stipe beat him, that's definitely one way to get it done. But I don't think Cyril has that kind of wrestling in his bag. It's like a
1: ticking time bomb standing with either one of these guys. It's just like it's only a matter of time before you move your head the wrong Like, you do something that it, it ends the fight instantly.
0: It's very important to remember. I think people people forget because in that rematch against Stipe, Ngannou obviously got a devastating knockout in that. But just seconds before that, Stipe stung him with a hard shot. And that's why Stipe kind of over-pursued him and got a little over-aggressive trying to finish the fight and got clipped himself on the way in. So Ngannou, it's not like, like you said, it's not like Cyril just can't hurt Ngannou. It's not like Cyril doesn't have power and won't hurt him. I mean, they're heavyweights. Like, these guys can absolutely knock each other out with anything at any time. So, I'm right with you. I think if you take a decision, if you predict a decision, you will probably be alone with that. And I I just – I don't see it happening. I'm not going to share my pick because I don't want to – I don't know. Should negatively we
1: Negatively influence them? anyone? Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't want to influence what people are going to say. But, no, nah, we'll, we'll just let them predict. But I, I definitely feel pretty strongly this fight is going one way.
1: <laughs> I want to give – I, I just got – Back from the barber, I want to give a shout-out to my barber, Tony Totola at Maestro's Nice, in Bridgeville. Um, I said if you make it look good, I'm going to give a shout-out. If you make it look bad, I'm going to give a shout-out. So <laughs> you be the judge, I don't know. I think it's pretty good. He, he's a good dude. I mean, if I live closer to Quincy McCombs, then, like, you know, that would be my guy. But, you know, that's a hike. So I got – That's what I'm, I
0: was – yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Quincy is going to be a little, uh, a little hurt maybe by that.
1: I- I've driven up. I have driven up there to get my haircut by Quincy, um, but uh, you know, it's that's a hike, and so I don't. You know, that's a, a luxury I don't really have. Love the dude though. But look at these guys. Why didn't he
0: make you look like one of them?
1: I mean. That has nothing to do with the hair. Those guys like have a face. <laughs> I have a face for radio.
0: This ain't your dad's place. That's good to know. They got beer. Yes, they do. This is this is my kind of barber shop. Yeah, I might have to might have to check this out. My hair is I obviously getting. I
1: wasn't going for an eight AM beer, but yeah, they.
0: I mean, you only live once, Ryan. <laughs> for That's
1: sure. That's good.
0: That's good. So shout out,
1: maestros. It, Barber no, shop? seriously, they're 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 the best barber shop around, like, in the South Hills area. They're awesome. Yeah. But if you live near Quincy, like, you gotta go to Quincy. He's the man. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, they yeah, yeah, that looks good. The haircut does look good. I will admit, you know, we bust each other's chops all the time, but it, it's looking good. You're looking super fresh there.
1: Well, I mean, you kind of have to say that,
0: but you can I mean,
1: you yeah. can tell you can tell the truth at some point later to privately to your wife or something.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> so just just to recap this real quick for you guys, we're giving away two free tickets to Brawl in the Berg 10. It's February 5th in Monroeville at the Monroeville Convention Center. Just predict the winner of Saturday's UFC 270 main event between Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gane. Predict the winner, the method of victory, the time of victory, the round, Make it as specific as possible because that's going to be the tiebreaker. You know, the more specific guy. If two people pick a Francis and knockout, but one guy got the round right and one guy didn't, then the person who got the round right is obviously going to win the tickets. If two people pick the same exact thing, whoever said it first, whoever commented first is gonna is gonna get the tickets. So, two free tickets, man. This show is is honestly booking up super fast. The tickets are selling really well, and. It's going to be great. So this is a way to snag two two free tickets and ensure that you get a spot at the show, man. It's going to be a killer time.
1: Killer time.
0: Killer time.
1: Speaking of killer time, <laughs> I mean, I just love, I love this card. It's exciting. Like, there's something for everyone. If you like grappling, if you like stand-up, if you like, you know, the, the guys that are, you know, super well-rounded and you have no idea where the fight's going to go, like, we have everything.
0: It's crazy. I mean, we got Kama Worthy in the main event, you know, we've got title fights, we've got Edwin Vera, who's always just a barn burner of a time inside the cage. Inside and outside the cage. Yes!
1: (laughs) Just as much outside as inside.
0: So, shout out Edwin Vera, but today we are going to focus on the novice amateur portion of this card because this is an area that I think people, you know, First-time viewers, maybe more casual MMA fans, don't pay as much attention to the amateur ranks. And, you know, I certainly don't blame you for that. Everybody wants to focus on the pros and the guys making the next level to Bellator and the UFC. But, man, this Brawl in the Berg 10 card (laughs) is freaking loaded with, like, future talent. And that is so exciting. I know for us as promoters and for a promotion, that's super exciting. But I'm telling you right now, as fans planning to come to the show – these fights are going to be incredible. Like these early fights, you absolutely got to get to the show on time because you do not want to miss one of these early fights. They're all awesome matchups, all awesome talented amateur fighters. I mean, let's let's break down first. Let's just jump in. I think with Craig Perry because Craig Perry is a guy that lost his debut back at Brawl in the Burg Nine but still raised his stock in the process. Like very few people can go out, lose a fight and leave you more impressed after losing a fight. So there's definitely something to be said about that. Craig Perry out of the academy, faced Sean McGuire back at Brawling nine, lost a split decision. Crazy, crazy good fight. And, you know, full disclosure, James Gray, Sean McGuire's coach after the fight just could not stop saying good things about Craig. You know, he was like, that kid's going to be good. That kid was tough. He was, you know, better than we expected all this stuff because Sean McGuire's is a stud too. I think he, he thought his guy was, you know, the man and just going to go steamroll him, steamroll he, another.
1: Yeah. 100%. 100%. He thought, okay, we'll come in get an easy, get an easy debut win, make a name for ourselves. And like, that's, hindsight that's 100% what he thought because he was shocked at what a great fight that was.
0: (laughs) He really was and that's kind of the thing like obviously you're a debuting amateur both of them were debuts there's no footage on these guys unless they've competed in grappling tournaments or Taekwondo tournaments or whatever and you can somehow find that but there's nothing so you just kind of come in dry and I'm going to play a clip for you guys of some of Craig's work throughout this fight just to show you how close the fight was so like keep in mind he lost the split split decision but yet this is some of the stuff that he did in that fight.
1: Craig Perry, one of his favorite fighters, is Conor McGregor. And yeah, you can tell. Chin, he has that movement. <laughs> yeah, he you really can does. tell. He's trying to move. like He's throwing and hard. He's, and he's a lefty. Oh, leg, oh, 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 oh. off. Oh, oh, oh. John McGuire. Craig Perry searching for the finish. McGuire, McGuire shoots, shoots the double. Bounce on the feet. The in and out movement. It's People know it from Connor now, but originally it was Leota Machida that kind of yes. had that in and out yep. style. Oh, there it is! And he puts him down. He Perry. needs to give him oh, space he's he, him get he, back he, up. Yeah, very, smart. Him very smart, very smart move. That was a that was a really nice long cross. And Perry's using the body kick to set up the the shot upstairs.
0: So, yeah, dude,
1: that 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 clip gets me so excited. This kid is like, ah, oh, yeah, man, that's every promoter's dream, man.
0: It's it's crazy, dude. I think that first flurry, like, re, even re watching it, at the time, I thought the same thing, but re watching it, more shots landed clean than I even realized in real time. And Sean's chin, I don't, I honestly don't know how he didn't get at least wobbled through yeah,
1: that. Yeah, great chin. But like, debuting amateurs don't throw combinations like that. That just, right. does, like, he, he's throwing, like, a lot of times they just get caught and throwing haymakers. He's throwing uppercuts. He's throwing. Hooks, everything. I mean, it was awesome.
0: It's crazy, and I left the I left the video as I did edited the way I did, so you guys could kind of see the tail of that fight. You know, Sean McGuire secures two takedowns at the end of both of those moments for Craig, so that was kind of the difference in the fight. I'm really interested to see how Craig's grappling has improved going into this one because that was really what kept him from winning that debut fight. I think was his inability to stop Sean's shots, but. I also left in something on purpose that I thought showed some real veteran savvy there when he dropped McGuire, and instead of following him to the ground, he just invited him to stand back up.
1: That's super and And, and the advantage of going to the ground would be, you know, being able to, like, continue the flurry of punches to the head. And when you can't do that at the – Pennsylvania amateur level at the novice amateur level, then yes, invite him back up, get him up as quick as possible and, and, and try to continue that, that barrage.
0: Absolutely. I think that speaks to his coaching a lot at the Academy. You know, those guys prepare their guys as well as anybody. So you could really see that shine through, especially a guy with like Craig who didn't have much of a formal combat sports background. He was a hockey player who saw Kama Worthy fighting and then was like, hey, you can you can do this in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and now he's training with Kama at the academy and under Kama, and the coach is there. It's it's a really cool story for Craig.
1: And now getting to fight on the same card as, as Kama.
0: It's pretty awesome, man. And just to give you guys something to keep your eyes peeled for, the Trib actually reached out to me about doing a story on Craig. So there's going to be some more about Craig coming out. Keep your eyes peeled for something from the Trib. I think it's going to be coming out early next week. So, eyes peeled on that. Craig now faces Anthony Morris just to kind of wrap up Craig's involvement with BitB10. Anthony Morris, 0 2 out of Cleveland, Team Savage in Cleveland, man. I know, like, when you see 0 2, it doesn't look great on paper. But everything we've seen and heard from this guy, just like Sean versus Craig, you know, there's no, it's not an easy fight. There's not going to be any easy fights here. And Anthony is like, super ready to go we'll talk about a guy who like got it this is one thing that i think you've taught me but that i've also noticed just how fast fighters return their paperwork kind of matters you know and anthony morris was a guy who right away was like what do i need to get you what do i need to send i'll send anything like just tell me what i need to do i'm ready to fight he was like that kind of guy so that's super exciting i think he's he's ready to roll he's ready to give craig
1: a fight tough kid 27 years old um has fought twice in 2021 you know made his debut and then followed that up with a, with another fight and uh has improved both both of his fights fighting uh you know this is a a, a battle i think it's going to be a nice test for craig and these two are going to uh, light it up you know we we may uh we usually don't set the bout schedule until we you know things settle down like the week of the fight um but there's pretty good indication that we may lead you try to lead off the card with an exciting fight get the fans into it and i i think these two are going to bring the heat so there's a pretty good chance we could lead off the the card with this fight
0: that makes a lot of sense and again you know just to share some behind the scenes goodies for you guys Obviously, the way that we structure this is such that, you know, the Academy has three guys on the card with comma worthy, Justin Patton and Craig Perry. So we want those bouts spaced out as much as possible. Obviously, we can't space out Justin Patton and comma too much in the pro card, you know, they're both going to be towards the end. But starting out with Craig would be a good idea on that front, too, because it would give the Academy plenty of time to get Craig in there fully prepared and then get back for Justin's fight when he's up. So it makes sense on several levels. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Malik Epperson says, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Malik.
1: I don't know who he's talking to.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he must have seen those pictures of Maestro's barbershop.
1: Yeah, there are gentlemen that were pictured that have, like, you know, Faces for TV, not radio.
0: Absolutely. So, Malik, fun fact: won tickets to either Bit B nine or eight. I forget at this point which one he won tickets to, but definitely one of the last. Man, you got a good memory. Yeah, one of the last shows in Monroeville. So, Malik, if you wanna, if you wanna try to win tickets again, if you're just tuning in, we are actually giving away two free tickets again. You just gotta predict the winner, the method, the round, the time. Of UFC 270's main event between Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gane. So, tell us who you think's going to win, how, and when. And uh, if you're close, if you're the closest, you're going to win two more tickets. So, so there's your chance. Um, we just talked about Craig Perry Ryan. Who do you want to talk about next? I- I'll let you decide.
1: Um, I say let's go Kojo, Kojo,
0: Kojo and,
1: and Sam Wabi.
0: Nice. I like this one.
1: These two are uh, both gamers, man. Um, Kojo, so we'll start with Mike. Um, he took a fight above, like in the next weight class up at 185 against Jay Manning. And this is, I don't know, this is back in, I, I don't have anything in front of me, um, back at maybe B6. Um, it was during the pandemic. I don't think there was a crowd for the show. And he came in, and he – so Jay Manning, there was a bunch of, like, hype over. He had taken a previous fight in Brazil. It was not sanctioned. It was a pro fight. And so the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission does not recognize that, does not acknowledge that. And so he's back at amateur here in the States or in PA. And so um, expected – you know, I honestly expected fighting up a weight class, all those things, for it to be a dominant win uh, for for Manning. And, man, Kojo came in and really uh, – we talked about Craig Perry and being impressive in a loss. The same thing exists for Kojo. Man, that dude was game. He was extremely talented, extremely exciting. Great competitor, and sky's the limit for this kid.
0: Man, that, that was such a good breakdown. Uh, I feel like I, I don't have a whole lot to add because you stole literally all of my talking points that I had for Kojo, specifically the point you make about him also raising his stock in a loss which I think is very interesting him and Craig you know both able to do that as you said Jay Manning is no joke man and especially for a debut to draw that guy a bigger guy a more experienced guy and to hang right in there and give him I mean it was a super close fight like you guys if you haven't seen it definitely go back and watch it in our video on demand library before Kojo's fight February 5th I mean Kojos legit, man. He's he's competing all the time in both grappling and muay thai. So I think it's really interesting when guys do that. You know, back in the day, it was kind of just like, you just you're a wrestler and that's what you do, and you focus on your wrestling and you try to build your MMA game around wrestling. But now we're seeing so many guys who do it all and and compete in specific combat sports all the time that you know just stand up just grappling so kojo is one of those guys who you can count on to be very well-rounded very prepared and he's training at american top team happy valley now which i know if you've listened the pittsburgh combat sports podcast before you've heard us talk about them a lot musa was moose was just on the podcast last week and national champion boxer out of penn state university you may have heard of penn state (laughs) he he was good two-time all-american Dude's awesome. He's one know in his MMA career. <laughs> Ugh. Sorry.
1: Ugh. I had to do the We Are Penn State thing. Ugh. We'll we'll pretend
0: that didn't happen. But otherwise.
1: Don't be jealous, Hillbilly.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, ATT, Happy Valley. You know, they're doing great things out there. They got Bo Nickel in the stable, too. So, you guys, I would assume you know who Bo Nickel is. We don't need to introduce him too much. Anthony Cassar, Jason Nolf, all those guys. Their coaching is super top-notch. I'm just excited for like ATT Happy Valley to start making more of a name for itself too, because they're so young, still starting, and, and Kojo is going to be you know representation of what they got. And they I got, don't want good. They got the
1: right there, right guy there too with Marcel. Man, he's a, he's awesome. a firecracker. He's awesome. Great coach.
0: Yeah, Marcel's amazing. And, and throughout all of this, the one thing that I definitely don't want to do is undersell Sam Waby either. You know, he
1: well that we haven't even started on him because that dude's. That dude's a terror.
0: Right, he had an awesome crowd at Flood City Fight Night for his own MMA debut. He fought Paul Dotson and got the third round finish, man. But that fight, you know, all credit to Paul Dotson, super young kid making his debut, very you know young to the game of MMA as well. But an athletic kid who I'm sure is is improving and going to be a lot better next time out. But Wavy straight up put it on him, man. I mean, that fight stopped in the third round, but it was kind of over before that. I
1: thought. Yeah, well, I mean, the funny thing about uh, going back memory—I mean, this is months and months ago. This is in August, but I just remember Dodson was like smiling almost the whole time. Like he—he he was like, "This is real. <laughs> like I'm actually doing this." It was—it was awesome. It was good to see. He's a young kid. I think—I think he's still in high school. I think he's graduating in the in this spring. Or I, I could be wrong. Going off memory here, but but Sam Wabi just impressed everyone. This dude is intense. He's and we kind of knew that going in. Like we, there was buzz, and so he's one and zero now, looking to improve to two and zero. You got Mike, who's zero and one, looking to get his that monkey off his back and 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 get his first MMA win. This is going to be a huge, amazing fight.
0: It really is, and fun fun fact that both of the guys are going down to one seventy for this fight. I think they both they'll both be better at that weight class. I think you know Sam looked small, I thought for one eighty five for sure, especially next to Dotson, who's a pretty pretty tall, lanky kid, and will definitely fill out his frame as he gets older. But he he, I think he belongs at one seventy, and Kojo is going to look great at one seventy. So, I mean, like you said, that that fight's a firecracker, man. We need to. Let's, let's go into the next one that I think is almost definitely not making it to the judges' scorecards, and that's going to be Julian Flannery against Matt Vanderhoff, heavyweights. I mean, we, we've we introduced the show by talking about Nganu versus Gon, so the same principle applies at all levels of heavyweights, man. these These big boys can sling leather, and when it lands, it's just game over. You don't get a chance to defend yourself. Your brain just shuts down and says, yep, I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, we've we've had Julian scheduled. It's been a long time coming, man. We, we've been looking forward to Julian fighting for Two Four Seven for since our inception. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian is a great guy, a, a, a great fighter. Competes a lot with jujitsu, you know, and just a series of circumstances, the pandemic, a bunch of different stuff, fighter injuries. Um, have led to it taking to you know Braunberg 10 for him to be on the card and so looking forward to it. Julian's, I think it, both of his wins are by knockout. Um, so he has a history of taking people to unconsciousness, mm-hmm. but he also did that at a lower weight class. He's now fighting at heavyweight, so that's a whole new uncharted water. And Matt Vanderhoff, you know. I'm looking forward to seeing this kid because I hear great things, but again, he's a debut. And so you you don't really know what you're getting into until that door closes and uh, those two go at it.
0: It's going to be awesome. And I think Matt, you know, everybody is probably slightly familiar at least with Julian training out of the Matt factory. Like we said, has two knockouts already. He's doing great things. He's another guy who competes in, pure grappling tournaments as well he's super well-rounded but matt i mean he's he's like you said kind of the great unknown coming in here but what he has going in his favor for sure his team there at mvrs boxing i'm not sure if i pronounced that right sorry guys but if it was right you're welcome. <laughs> 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 uh, they they're a great team man. They really impressed uh they impressed me at least. I won't speak for you as well. I'm sure I'm sure I can though. They were super impressive guys at, at B 9. They had Nathan Kobaski on that card and Nathan Kobaski made his debut against Ricky Clayball and looked phenomenal man. Like I know we talked about that fight immediately afterwards too. Just being crazy impressive debuts. Kobaski looked super well-rounded, super polished. He was super comfortable all fight week which I love to see. I love to see guys come in with Smiles on their face, ready to roll, kind of in the zone, but not scared, not timid. For a debut, man, you can tell they prepared him extremely well. So I can only assume they're doing the same with Matt. And, man, if Matt is as game as Kubaski was and and that all pans out like that, this, <laughs> this one is going to be freaking awesome.
1: Well, and this is a testament to the gyms here in the area and the gyms we work with from out of town. Like, I would challenge anyone to go to uh, – Compare our debuting amateurs at at, at two four seven versus any debuting amateurs at other shows, and these guys are ready, man. These the gyms, the Matt Factory, the like they get these guys prepared. They're not walking in and like a deer in headlights. These guys are ready to go. They're not most like a lot of amateur fights I've seen for other promotions, like. And it's kind of supposed. You kind of expect that. You see kids that just don't look like they like they're still finding their way. Don't really know what they're good at. Like the guys that they have debuted for us have looked l- well beyond their years, um, and so that's exciting. There's a lot of young talent. Man, the sky is the limit for the gyms. Here and the competition here at 247 is just awesome at every level, and so uh, there's just so much to be excited about.
0: It comes back to exactly what you said, man. It's the gyms around here, and I know I just wrote that blog post as well about the gyms in Pittsburgh, and that's it, that's it, dude. Like, how could you go into the map factory, have a fight camp, and not get better? Like, you're training with those guys non-stop they're a stable of killers there how could you not if you're training at the academy you have to get better or you're going to quit like like the, these are the options if you stick it out you're going to get better it's a fact like we've seen it time and again so the, these gyms are incredible in pittsburgh right now man and, and the scene is buzzing it's so fun to witness and this fight this uh, Julian Flannery versus Matt Vanderhoff matchup, that's going to be a great representation too because it's an established gym that everybody knows in the Matt Factory versus one of the up-and-coming gyms that has impressed us early on So in in MVRS boxing. So I love that. I love seeing this kind of matchup, and that's going to be fun. I mean, a heavyweight fight's always fun anyway, but this one's just got a little extra
1: juice, I think. Yeah, you mentioned the article you wrote about the gyms here in Pittsburgh. Guys, if you are not like – you love MMA and you're not in shape, like get into one of those gyms, check out the blog post that, that that Hunter wrote on 247fighting.com. There is a list of gyms and and, uh, gyms that we endorse. Like we know the people there. We know they have great programs, great talent. Like it's not just for competing fighters. It's for getting in shape and getting your butt. uh, Stop being so lazy and get get motivated and get active so those guys will all take care of you check out that blog if you're if you're watching this and you're like i'm tired of being overweight and not a shape
0: yeah and like the real awesome thing to mention is that these gyms all they're super used to people coming in who have no intentions of ever stepping in the cage or the ring or anything of the sort and just want fitness instruction. They want some routine. They want to learn the, the martial art They're They can tailor programs for you and they'll have training partners for you, whether you actually want to fight or you just want to get in shape. Like you don't you don't have to come in with intentions of making it to the UFC or something like that. It doesn't have to be intimidating like that.
1: Although if you do, we'll have opportunities for you. to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely true. So here's the blog post. It's on 247fighting.com. You just go to the little about tab, go down to blog and then it's on our blog. So here it is. It's also been posted to all of our social media. So you can find the link there. Um, If you guys want to read it, I put, you know, contact information for all the gyms, their address, things like this, anything you need to get started. You know, we want to make it easy for you. And, and like Ryan said, it's not, we're not just throwing out gyms for the sake of throwing out gyms. These are gyms that we've worked with, that we know the head coaches, that we have relationships with, that we would trust sending you to. The last thing we would want to do is send you to a gym and it ends up being like Napoleon Dynamite's dojo, you know, like some dude in America pants throwing roundhouse kicks. Like that's, it's not what we're after. We want you to get real good instruction. And thankfully, right now in Pittsburgh, there is an abundance of that.
1: Yeah. It's, there's great gyms with Indio and Matt Factory and, the, you know, the Academy and Stout and Armazani. Like, it's just unbelievable that the, we're blessed here, guys. Like, we are blessed with great gyms, so there's no excuse. They have programs for everyone.
0: Yeah, can't emphasize that enough. The the choices right now are just absolutely insane. And I think, you know, you mentioned India, so it's only fair to go to this fight next, I think, because this is an, again going to be the ultimate example, I think, with a guy Gavin Teesdale making his MMA debut altogether February 5th at Brawl in the Burg 10. Anybody in the wrestling community instantly knows Gavin. You know, you win states in Pennsylvania four times in a row, <laughs> you're going to be known one of 13 guys ever to accomplish that feat in one of, if not the best wrestling states in the United States. So, what Gavin did in high school wrestling is just absolutely unbelievable. He's the kind of blue chip prospect I think that MMA promos- promotions and promoters like us. How can you not be just crazy excited to see him get in the cage? I mean, and he's training at India, which makes it even better. Danilo and everybody there, all the training partners there, Taylor Cahill, Tanner Cahill. You know, he's getting in incredible work every day, and everything we've heard says that Gavin is ready to go, taking it extremely seriously. And he better be, man, because Tyler Fry's good. (laughs) Like, this is not a
1: layup. Tyler Fry's darn good. Now, the thing with Gavin is – I, you could honestly make the argument that Gavin Teasdale could be the best, most talented Pennsylvania high school wrestler ever.
0: You could say that. Yeah.
1: I mean, he, that he's, regardless, he's in that argument. He may be the most talented Pennsylvania high school wrestler in history of the state. That's like, that's crazy. This kid is for real talented in wrestling now. How does that transition into MMA? That's yet to be seen. That cage door has not closed. There have been plenty of very talented wrestlers that didn't transition well into MMA. So the question is, what's going to happen on February 5th when that cage door closes and he's faced for the first time with a absolute animal? Yep. That wants to not just wrestle him, but wants to knock him out. He's never had that before. You have to see it to believe it. Like, February 5th, get your tickets.
0: Yeah, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? We've heard it a thousand times, and it couldn't be more true. Like, training at Indio and everything, I'm sure Gavin is getting some real experience and kind of understanding what a fight feels like. But we've heard it from so many Debuting amateurs and, and even pros, you know, their, their pro debut, it's a li- it's different when it's for real. It just is different. So Gavin's going to have to conquer that energy, the nervousness, the excitement, everything that goes into that. He's going to have to conquer all that and then conquer Tyler Fry, who is a Muay Thai specialist on top of that. So if there is a guy, you know, tailor-made to just come out and, and overwhelm Gavin on the feet, it would be Tyler Fry and he's no slouch on the ground either. He constantly competes in grappling tournaments and Central PA MMA where he trains out of and their coach Ryan Groon, you know they're they're excited about this fight. We kind of we mentioned it before with a couple other gyms but like you get the feeling when a guy feels like they know something, right? Like spoiler alert for everybody. I'm not going to share super private conversations we have or anything, but I'll just say like Tyler Fry, Ryan Grun, that whole crew, they wanted this fight badly. Like, they think there's something with Gavin's game that they can exploit, absolutely. Which is exciting, because now for us, on the outside, anybody just looking in sees Gavin Teasdale versus an 0-1 fighter, and you're like, okay, well, Gavin's just going to take this. But I would caution you, I don't know, man. Like, they know something. It seems like they know something, and Gavin's going to have to rise to that occasion. So, it's super fun. I mean, this is just the kind of matchup that gets me super giddy. I've been... I've been ready for this one since since we signed it, man. This one's crazy.
1: And you have a connection to Gavin, right? So you've known Gavin for a long time.
0: It's funny, man. My cousin, Dustin Conti, also wrestled at Jefferson Morgan and then went on to wrestle at Clarion University. So he was in high school with Gavin, and they were, you know, obviously both extremely, extremely good wrestlers out of Jefferson Morgan. And Gavin would just be around like I'd be visiting Dustin and family events and Gavin would be hanging around. So yeah, I've been seeing Gavin for a long time and knowing about his wrestling and knowing, you know, what he's doing athletically. He's been, I mean, you don't want to throw a term like prodigy around just lightly, but he's been a wrestling prodigy basically from the jump. Like everybody saw it even when he was crazy young and obviously what he did through high school is crazy. And then I wanted to touch on like, once he started training MMA, obviously we poke around, you know, how's Gavin doing? How's Gavin doing? The early reports are that he hasn't missed a beat <laughs> since being out of competition. He was actually teaching right away at the shop in Indio. You know, he did a, a little seminar. He, I don't know how else to put it, but he is actually a wrestling prodigy. Like, his brain understands wrestling in a way that a lot of people don't. That's just all there is to it.
1: Well, I, and I think the exciting thing, um, encouraging thing is – danilo keeps you know telling me man like he has one sp- he keeps stressing he has one speed it's it, he's go he's go and so man, that's gonna make for some exciting exciting in cage action these two these two guys are both game i don't want to Tyler fry um, we haven't had a chance to see him at two four seven we haven't had a chance to see either one of these guys This is the type of fight that a guy like Tyler Fry makes a name off of him, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're anyone is take like at the amateur level, you don't often have the chance to at the novice amateur level. When you match up against a guy, you beat him, you take his cred like you you you're overtaking him. This is a lot to this is a, a a lot to take, you know? So Gavin has a lot of hype. A lot of people know who he is. A lot of people are excited for his, his debut. And so like Tyler wants to jump on top of that. And Ryan, Ryan, his coach is all for like, let's, let's, let's go out there and do this, man. And so he, he messaged us the other day, man, like, you know, Gavin, you know, hope we see a lot of, uh, hype for for Tyler when, when he wins this fight, and we said, we're going to give him hype anyway, but he wins this fight, he's going to get plenty of hype. There's no yeah. doubt about
0: that. Yeah, it's a super unique opportunity, like you said, for a novice amateur to have this kind of stature and name for himself like Gavin does. There's a lot at stake for both guys. You know, Gavin has to defend that, obviously, and Tyler can steal it. I mean, this is the ultimate kind of novice amateur fight with high stakes, and one thing I'll say is like, whoever loses this fight still is going to be a top prospect. I think because of the nature of the fight, like there's a lot at stake on both sides to where whoever loses will have plenty to work on in the wake of it. Like it's not, it's not like they're going to go out and prove that one guy just doesn't belong in the cage or anything like that. Like either Gavin's wrestling and athleticism and background is too much for Tyler Fry or Tyler Fry's experience and stand-up is going to be too much for Gavin. Like, there's going to be plenty to work on in the aftermath of this one, and I think whoever loses is still somebody that I would keep my eye on because this 100%. is 100. Because this is the kind of experience that they're going to need to take that next step. So it's really interesting on that level. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're. No one knows anyone's amateur record once you're a pro. Like, yep, it goes away. So get that experience, and both these guys are like, let's get this experience let's stretch ourselves and be, be better fighters after this fight than we were going in. And that's what they're both going to do. In my, you know, my opinion, the question is what's going to happen in the cage on February 5th. Like that's right. a unknown.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure Gavin will be looking forward to the day that he can take a guy down and ground and pound to the head, but this day is not going to come February 5th, unfortunately, with the novice rules. And I just want to, we'll transition right into the other, Big time novice amateur wrestler on our card. We've got Evan DeLong wrestled at Clarion is now at the mat factory. He's one and zero, and he's facing Kenyon Moore out of Teixeira MMA and fitness up in Connecticut. And yes, it is that Teixeira <laughs> Glover Teixeira. Everybody knows that name in the MMA world. So obviously training there at that gym, Kenyon's going to be well-prepared. Evan though is nearing in on the ability to ground and pound to the head, which is exciting. This will be his second fight. Um, not yet, though, not in this one. But uh Evan, I think impressed a lot of people back at Flood City Fight Night with his control, with his poise. But I'll say I just re-watched that fight. His stand up was better than I remembered it being, to be totally honest. At Flood City Fight Night, I remembered it being kind of like what you expect a collegiate wrestler making his transition to MMA, heavily reliant on the wrestling and the grappling, kind of timid on the feet, wanting to just get the fight to the ground. But he threw, he had some polished standup, man, threw a lot more kicks than I remembered and obviously got the dub that night. So I'm really excited to see what kind of strides he's taken. And he's got the right dance partner, man. Again, not a layup for Evan DeLong in this fight by any means. Kenyon Moore's 2-0, and both finishes. This is going to be a great fight.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, going off of memory, I remember Dooley in that fight, fight being like, really really a tough dude and, and there was a, a point in the during the fight that i was like wow like the like evan really this is gonna this th- this is a stretching him this is really you know a tough fight and uh ultimately like he, you know he obviously came out on top and 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 got the win um and got the decision win but um both of these guys they're two undefeated guys both you know looking forward to building on a career and getting better and better. And, you know, the cool thing about Kenyon is this isn't necessarily uh, a, like a rule set that he's excited about. Right. 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 So he's, he's used to there being ground and pound. He's used to there being, you know, a different set of rules in the state of PA with novice amateurs, the rule set isn't necessarily something that he likes. And guess what? He's willing to, take that challenge on he's willing to like he'll have to adapt his game and that's something that you have to learn how to do regardless maybe not because of the rule set but maybe because of your opponent's talent level or all things like that being willing to accept that fight even though the rule set or the it might not be the perfect perfect scenario for you like that to me means a lot like he wants to challenge himself. He wants to get better. He's not real concerned with just getting wins. He's concerned with positioning himself to be the best martial artist he can be. And that's that's gold to me. Yeah,
0: it's a super interesting point, I think, made doubly so because Kenyon actually won his amateur debut with a head kick. So he That's obviously something that he likes to do that he's comfortable doing that he can use to great effect, but he's not going to be able to do that against Evan DeLong. So he's going to have to make some adjustments to his game, which I think, like you said, presents a super interesting challenge for him and his team. But talking about Glover Teixeira being involved in that fight camp, that gym, he's going to understand that coming in. He's going to be super prepared, ready to go. And it it just becomes an even more interesting challenge, I think, when they do finally take the cage.
1: Yeah, and, and just a, a quick side note, um, Luke Payson over at MMA FanCast has interviewed a lot of these guys in preparation. So if you want to hear any of those interviews, the YouTube page for MMA FanCast, you can, you can hit them up. Just off the top of my head, I know he's talked to Gavin Teasdale. I know he's talked to Kenyon Moore. I know he's talked to Ethan Goss. I know he's talked to Kama Worthy. Um, and a bunch of he's talked to a bunch of guys, so um, if you want to hear from them about their preparation, like check out their uh MMA Fancast's YouTube page.
0: Absolutely, that's a, that's a great call, man. Luke does incredible work with that MMA Fancast, I think his hustle is really, really, really good. He'll he'll churn them out, man. You can always count on Luke to have the latest and greatest fighters on MMA Fancast, that's absolutely worth checking out. I just before we transition away from Evan DeLong. I want, to, I want to give a little shout out to him and his work because anecdotally, I don't know the exact numbers, but I would say Evan DeLong has sold more shirts than anybody on this BitB10 card.
1: Him and Julian are kind of going toe-to-toe with They're this. close.
0: They're very close. They're so- very close. So this is on 247fighting.com, our shop. It's a little tab up at the top. You can see it up here. So just go to the shop and we have official fighter shirts for quite a few guys and girls on this card. And uh, I think it looks great. Like Evan's shirt looks awesome. Big outdoorsman. That that was all we knew about Evan. We were trying we always try to like get something they're interested in or something that they would specifically want. And when I told, or
1: have him, them, or have them give us an idea of what should be. Yeah, in their
0: yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. When I talked to Evan, he was like, "I don't care, just make it look cool." <laughs> I was like, "All right, well, that's the easiest direction ever." But then we had to ask his coach Isaac Greeley, like, "What's Evan into?" And he's like, "I'm pretty sure he's a big outdoorsman." So I went to Evan's Instagram and just started poking around, seeing what kind of stuff he posts, and he's always hunting, fishing, hiking, that kind of stuff. So. We went with the kind of forest theme with mountains in the background. I think it looks awesome. And there's going to be a lot of people sporting that shirt inside the Monroeville Convention Center on February 5th. I can guarantee you that.
1: Guys, I just want to do a quick plug here um, for for our sponsors, man. Like when we put together – Fight cards and do all this stuff. It is not even within the realm of possibility to do any of this without our sponsors. We have the best sponsors in the game. Want to give them a shout out. Sunny Days in Home Care. Um, those guys have supported us from day one, and they've really ratcheted up their support. They're now now our um, lead sponsor. Such a great partnership with them. Um, so thankful. They they are a huge great company that is growing they were recognized as one of the uh, fastest growing companies i think in the us but uh, don't quote me on that but they were definitely recognized as one of the one of the top companies up you know upcoming companies we have price industries who does commercial finishing painting stuff like that those guys jason camp and and their team there they're all the biggest thing with them they're always hiring those guys um, are always hiring and looking for, for people. They bring a whole crew. They fill up multiple tables at our shows and have a blast. Um, and we can't thank them enough for their support and their, you know, their sponsorship. So hit up Jason Camp at Price Industries if you're you know, one of those people that actually do want to have a job and work. Um, (laughs) I know there's a few and far in between, but if you're, if you're looking for a a great job, they, they offer, you know, the top notch pay and all that good stuff. Um, Grandview Wealth Management, great company. If you're ever looking they're right in Bridgeville, um, if you're ever looking for someone that's going to take good care of you and you can trust Grandview is the top notch. And of course, our friends at the rehab center, they have multiple locations throughout pittsburgh great great chiropractic care um best in the business and obviously if you know anything about pittsburgh mma isaac greeley is mr pittsburgh mma like if you if you said okay what's pittsburgh mma all about yeah i would literally take you to isaac greeley and i would say talk to this guy this is he is mr pittsburgh mma he's uh uh one of the true um someone I, I really genuinely look up to. Um, yeah. I admire his selflessness. He's always looking to, it, it's, it's hard to be like him. It really is. I, I, tr- I honestly try to be more like him because he w- will literally sacrifice himself to lift others up. And and so, um, I just admire the heck out of him. He's, he's a great guy. Michael Hunter, I I do see your question. Um, You said I got in here late. Did you find a replacement for Sid's fight? Um, The answer is we are working on that. Um, We have someone, uh, just full disclosure, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes. Um, We had like three people that were considering to have since said they're not able to do it. And we have one still considering, working on some issues um to try to make it happen we're doing we're, we're we're doing everything we can to try to try to get that get sid matched back up but um certainly challenges with that exist and so um we're working on it we're, we're working hard on it um so thanks for your question yeah
0: absolutely we're still definitely hopeful that we'll get that done um her fight against addie bellinger obviously fell out very recently um Addie I just want I just want to say that you know we usually don't do this kind of thing but Addie I just wanted to throw a little shout out to her and her team because she was super professional about the whole thing like that's not she didn't want to pull out she didn't want to get injured she dislocated her toe and believe she broke a couple bones in her foot in the process so obviously won't be ready to go in a few weeks um these people don't want to pull out of fights. She she actually called me on the phone, which is unique. I think every in the texting or emailing or quick hit generation, nobody really picks up the phone, and I'm guilty of that as much as anybody, as Ryan will tell you. And uh, Addie actually called to just let us know, like she's actually feeling really terrible about it. Was really looking forward to that fight in hopes that we can rebook Sid, which, like we said, we're working on. So I do. I just want to say I appreciate you know her professionalism throughout that it's not an easy moment for, for either side. It's hard on Sid and hard on gorilla house and their team and everything. It's also hard on their team. So it just kind of sucks all around and we're working through it. And like, like Ryan said, we have some things on the table that we're hopeful will still get done. Um, If not, I mean, you can absolutely count on Sid on one of our upcoming shows, April 16th or May 14th.
1: Yeah. I mean, ultimately when it comes down to it, someone with as much experience as Sydney, um and in a female weight class is it, there's not a lot of people that are qualified to fight her. so w- you start with a very limited pool and now it's late notice and you're really with a limited pool like you're just hoping someone sees the opportunity looks and says oh wow those 247 belts are sick i want one i want to yeah. shot at one of those and um takes the fight but ultimately uh you know it's it's a, it's a tough thing because a very limited pool to, to select from that that are qualified to uh, that haven't moved on move on to pro um, that are qualified to fight Sid. Yeah, they they are
0: sick belts. You know, I want to just shout out the belts too. They're awesome. I we just did a podcast with Tom Kaiser, and he just won the belt for Premier Fighting Championships as well. And he gave a he gave big props to our belt. He was like. He's like, I got to say, when I got your belt, man, that thing's legit. Like, I'm really, really proud to have won it, not just because of what it represents, but because the belt itself is really sick. So so that that was cool to hear from from somebody like that. I certainly appreciate that. I want to skip back, like, five minutes in the conversation because we, we talked about something that I just wanted to hammer home a little more, and that's Isaac Greeley. And you called him, like, Mr. Pittsburgh MMA. Like, Ryan definitely mentioned it, but I can't emphasize enough what a – great person isaac is to work with and anybody who works with isaac will tell you the same thing like he's an amazing guy like forget the fact that he is a savant like grappler and will help you improve (laughs) grappling and help and a freak of
1: nature as well he
0: really is i don't know like He's not going to age. He hasn't aged since I've known him or known of him. And I'm just positive. He's going to be that 80 year old guy. That's still crushing
1: triathlons. Well, he's going to eventually give like the secret he he's taking, like he has like the chiropractor, like the doctor, like he has like this, something he's taking that like, he's going to live forever and be like, you know, you know, at at the Atlas, like dudes ridiculous
0: it's it's nuts man he's like you said he's a freak of nature that's the perfect way to describe it but i had a conversation recently with cody law the undefeated bellator fighter and he trained under isaac and still trains with isaac when he comes back home he's at american top team down in coconut creek florida primarily now but when he comes home back here he still goes to the Matt factory and works with those guys and we were just talking about isaac and cody you know shared some things with me that just opened my eyes even further to what kind of guy Isaac is all these people who are close with Isaac, man, he truly is just an incredible person and a man of faith and true moral character. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see, you know, we're not going to turn this into the Isaac Greeley show by any means, but I just wanted to hammer that home, man, because it's awesome to work with guys like that and gyms like that. And we're seeing that across the entire Pittsburgh MMA landscape. Now, you know, there was a time, where I think everybody was at each other's throats and it was all cutthroat and things like that. And that's something that we've hammered home from the jump here, since at least since I came on board with 247, Ryan, and I'm sure that you've been doing it well before that. But this idea that we can build the Pittsburgh MMA community together without tearing each other down in the process. And it's going to take guys like Isaac, guys like David Sachs at the Academy and all these guys in the Pittsburgh MMA scene to make that happen. And, I mean, you look around and it's just it's clearly happening. And that's just really you know, cool it- to see.
1: And that's the thing like when we started this thing that was a part of the vision and, and and i'll be the first to say i've made some dumb mistakes along the way like i've done some things relationally that were just stupid like i i like to think it was out of character but like i've made mistakes and i've learned some hard lessons and ultimately like we're focused. We're focused on us all growing together and anyone that wants to jump on board, the door is open. We, we love to, to help, um, build this thing and and make Pittsburgh MMA. Uh, There's no reason I've said this from day one. There is no reason why Western Pennsylvania should not be a Mecca for MMA. Kind of like there's different pockets. Like you when you think about MMA and where it's like, there's a little pocket, like you think of Albuquerque, right? There's this Mecca of MMA talent that comes out of, you know, the Jackson Wink camp and, and down in New Mexico, there is no reason why Pittsburgh or Western PA or, you know, this area should not be that same way. Just spitting out talent constantly. And I see that happening over the course of the next couple of years even now, like those, all those seeds are starting to like grow, grow. like those are there. It's just the sky's the limit. And I think if we work together, like the gyms are already working together. If we all, you know, get, you know, work together, I think we can build this thing and make Pittsburgh MMA just skyrocket. And that's, that's what the, that's what we hope to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we started the show, by talking about all the novice amateur talent on this card. And that's just a perfect representation of what you're saying. Like you can see it starting to build for sure. You can see, especially at that, I feel like debut one fight range, the talent of these guys is, is up here now. And it's just, it keeps creeping up every fight card. The guys keep getting better that are coming in. And that's how you get better pros. That's how you get, better fighters to continue their career and move on to that next level, that Bellator UFC level, like everybody wants to do. We're going to start seeing more guys hop to the big show. I think in two to three years, it's going to, you're going to, in two to three years, you're going to start to look back at these early, you know, two, four, seven shows. And you'll be able to just pick names out like, holy crap. Can't believe he fought for two for holy crap. Can't believe she fought for two, four, seven like that. That's crazy that they all started there. Like that's going to start happening again. I'm positive.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's exciting. It, it's an exciting time. I think that there's a lot of a lot to be excited about and it all boils down to February 5th. There's a lot to be excited about. And you need to This is a card that's an uh there you're going to look at this years from now and you're going to say, "Wow, like I can't believe this was all on one card." Like we we said with the Pinnacle 1 card, like the original Pinnacle card.
0: Oh, unreal.
1: It it it's you know, there's Michael Hunter says, I see Jasmine. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Jude vicious, something like that. Close enough. Um, is fighting in the UFC this weekend. Sid went to a decision with her. Yes. Jack. actually, we've, you know, Sid, Sid said, you know, that's a fight she wants back. She wants at some Hmm. point to, to face her again, because you know, there were things that she felt like I learned a lot in that fight. And, um, that she feels like that's a, definitely a fight she wants back. Now it's a matter of does Jasmine have um, any reason to want that fight again as well. So, you know, when, when you're a, uh, you're taking someone's clout, like that's all a part of it. What, you know, why face someone um, that you've already beaten? Like, what do you have to gain? Like, that's yeah. what you got to figure out.
0: Exactly. I mean it would uh, it would almost have to happen in the UFC at that point because mm-hmm. of exactly exactly what you said. Like Jasmine doesn't have much or, much of an incentive for it, but if they're both there and they're close in the rankings and it makes sense, then it's going to happen.
1: Well, the but, only other way I would see it outside of the UFC is if, you know, Jasmine, you know, didn't have success immediately in the UFC, drop back down and then they're both trying to elevate themselves back to the UFC. Right. Like. But Yes
0: sid was actually jasmine's last fight before she went pro and then began her her pro run so jasmine obviously a very good fighter but that again like what a perfect point to make there michael because we were just saying how you're going to be able to look back on fight cards and and the talent on these fight cards and say holy crap that person's there like jasmine's the perfect example like it wasn't necessarily sid from this region that we're talking about but it was sid's opponent like those are the people that Western PA can start bringing in, and that's exactly what we're trying to do on with two four seven with our fight cards. And February fifth, definitely a step in that direction. Man, we're crazy, crazy excited about the matchups that we've put together here.
1: And M- Michael stated, every match is a barn burner. You're right. Like these are all these are all fights. Are like I don't know, like who's gonna win this fight? Like they're all great matchups. There, that's what we want to do. We don't want to. We don't want people to look at our cards and say, Oh, like these are easy to predict.
0: Yeah. We want, they're we want really the, not tough, fights, tough Dude, fights and, and I know we talked about it earlier, but how crazy is that? That like Gavin Teasdale's MMA debut, isn't easy to predict like that. That should be a guy that comes in and you're 100% positive is going to steamroll whoever he's against. But with Tyler Fry, I'm. I'm not positive about that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's a a really interesting fight. Like that's the beauty of this fight card. I think is that as much talent as there is locally, the, the blue corner is super, super strong on this card too. Like this is going to be a crazy, crazy night of fights. And just so you guys know, like we're not fluffing this up or anything. When we talk about how the tickets are selling, we, we just, uh, an order just came through for six more, uh, premium table seats as we were on this podcast. So like people are hyped about this card, man. And and it's it's awesome to see that the Monroeville Convention Center is going to be filling up. Like if you want to come, I know in the past the the thought is just wait until close to fight night, get your tickets coming in. But like don't do that this time. Like pro tip, don't please don't do that because I don't want you to miss it. If you want to be there, make sure you're there by getting your tickets right now.
1: Absolutely. The uh what are, there was something I wanted to talk about, and I totally forgot. Oh, oh, oh quick shout out! Um, we're happy to announce that Legacy Remodeling is re-upping their sponsorship package, and um, so glad to have them back on on uh, on board with us. They 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 um, have meant a lot to us. You know, they've supported us from day one. And they're the premium, premier remodeler in Pittsburgh. So to have their um, endorsement and be back on board with with, with two four seven, it's a great partnership. We're so excited to uh, to uh, reinvite them back into the mix, starting in in April.
0: Nice, yeah, awesome sponsors. Obviously, like you said earlier, with with the shout out, they allow us to do what we do. I mean, flat out, that's how sponsorships work. So we're obviously. Super thankful for them and everything they do for us. And we we look forward to every time we go out. I know it's on your mind. We've discussed it like it means a lot to us to put on a good show for them. (laughs) Like we would hate more than anything for them to put their trust in us by sponsoring the event. And then we turn around by giving them an absolute you know crappy show. We want their experience to be as as good as possible. And that's I think February 5th, you know, we keep saying it. But this one's pretty special, man. I'm just super, super excited.
1: Well, I think next week's podcast is we're going to focus on the advanced amateur and pro card. Yep. Um, And this week we focused on the novice amateurs, um, which, you know, when you use the word novice, it's not supposed to mean what we what we just talked about. Like these guys are very talented and we're excited to bring that bring, you know, bring that show to you.
0: I know because I used to work for Flow Combat and I've watched a ton of reasonable, uh, reasonable, regional MMA, like uh, all skill levels. I've seen O&O debuting fighters all day. I've watched a lot of amateur fights in my day. There are those guys that you watch and, you know, maybe it's a very meathead mentality and I'm sure it's wrong. But you've seen a lot of fighters, if you've watched events like that, shows like that, that you've seen and you've said, I could probably take him. Like, you're just sitting at home and you're like, I could hang with that guy at least. Like, maybe I don't win the fight, but I could hang with him. None of the guys on our card are going to make you feel that way if you don't train and you don't fight. Like, these debuting amateurs are, and one-fight amateurs are not your average debuting and one-fight amateurs. Like, I just really want to hammer that point home because a lot of people, obviously, I do it too. You see a fight card, you just look at the fighter's records and you try to decide how good the fight card is. That is super deceiving with this fight card.
1: Yeah. And just a reminder, and it's on the screen now, we are giving away two free tickets. Here's what you got to do you got to predict the winner of this weekend's UFC 270 main event, heavyweight title fight, barn burner, Francis Ngannou, and um, I forget his first name, Cyril. Cyril gone. gone. Um, and so you predict the round predict the method of victory and whoever is closest will be the winner and win two free tickets. Also, just as an FYI, if there's a tie, the tiebreaker is whoever did it first, whoever sent theirs in first. So if someone says, second round KO two minutes and 30 seconds, like Fred Neal, if someone else comes in with that same prediction, then, or, or there's a like 10 seconds and it falls in the five second difference, then the winner would be the person who sent it first.
0: Yep. So we've got a few, a few in and it looks like everybody is picking in Ganu so far. So that's, that's exciting. Um, It's a great fight. I love that a heavyweight title fight's always awesome, but I think, today's heavyweight especially with francis the the power and the speed and the athleticism is just on a different level than it used to be so heavy heavyweights are just terrifying nowadays they've always been scary but now they're like super engineered crazy humans (laughs) it's going to be a fun fight so predict that closest prediction again also pick the time of the stoppage if you're picking a stoppage like they have like we've shown on the screen because the time will also help break a tie um yeah, man, two free tickets to BitB10. That's that's a haul. Like that's that's an awesome prize. I gotta say, full credit to Ryan because I wanted to do this giveaway, but I wanted to give away a two four seven shirt, and Ryan was like, "That's not enough. Like we need to give them something better than that." So two free tickets. He he upped it. He upped the prize considerably for you guys. So go thank him.
1: <laughs> well, we want you guys. Like, hey, we did. Malik won tickets before we want to do certain promotions and ultimately like the more people that see these shows, the better off we are. So let's, let's rock and roll and lift Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania, MMA up high. Yeah,
0: this would be a crazy finish. Michael Hunter first one in with a zero gone prediction, fourth round submission three Oh one of the fourth round. Mm. I mean, I could like, If you're going to beat Francis, that's kind of of how it has to happen, in my mind. you got to drag him down into the deep waters like Stipe did. Francis's fight, first fight against Derek Lewis, kind of doesn't count, in my opinion. You know, that was just a weird fight where neither guy wanted to do anything. Not a lot to take away from that fight. But Cyril Gon, you know, he's super technical. He's big. He's polished. He's he's very good. He's smart. Super high fight IQ. If he can avoid that shot, those hammers from Ngannou, I could see something like Michael Hunter describes – happening. And I, I'm, I will assume a lot of people are going to take gone by decision as well, because that seems likely, but man, I just don't know if you can spend 25 minutes in the cage with Francis without getting clipped. And obviously earlier in his career, Stipe was able to do it to him. But I think that version of Francis has evolved. Like, I don't, I don't think another guy is going to be
1: able to do that to him. We, well, it's only a day away. We're going to see soon. Are, are the weigh-ins, the weigh-ins probably were this morning.
0: Yeah, official way in. That's a good point. I haven't really been following it too much.
1: Yeah, I I, I grew up a, like, you know, a UFC fan. I watched every – that's how I got into this game. And, you know, I don't even watch it anymore like I used to. I just don't have time.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, man. Full disclosure, I'll look at this UFC 270 fight card, and I don't recognize a lot of the fighters. <laughs> man, back in the day, I could I could tell you everything about every fighter on the card, top to I'm bottom. Not-
1: on yeah. the same way, man. It's like crazy how when you get into the game, like it just you know, it just changes your availability to do the to yeah. watch the things you want to watch. It,
0: it really does. This card is super top heavy with two title fights at the top, obviously the heavyweight title fight and then a flyweight title fight as well. And then after that, there's it's not that there's not good fights because there are really good matchups, but there's not a lot of name recognition or, or pay-per-view appeal, I think, beyond those top two fights. So it's still going to be yeah, a fun night.
1: have two title fights.
0: Exactly. Balances it right out. Like, you're obviously going to stick around to watch those, so they can kind of do whatever they want at that point. Um, so if you guys want to win two free tickets to in the Burg, 10, February 5th in Monroeville, obviously make sure you can actually be there like don't win the contest and then be unable to come. So it's Saturday, February 5th doors open at five thirty at the Monroeville convention center show starts at seven. It's going to be an incredible night of fights, man. We talked a whole lot about the novice amateur matchups. Like Ryan said on next week's podcast, we'll be talking about the advanced amateur and pro matchups. So there's a lot to be super excited about on this card. And we thank you all for listening. As always, thanks for tuning along with us and kind of putting those fight predictions in. Somebody's going to win the tickets. Um, I love it. We're man. two week.
1: We're two weeks away. Um, you can predict the fight for the UFC uh, heavyweight. Like, a, there's only s- certain amount of people that are listening live, but uh, you know, we're on a Friday during the day, and most people are working. Um, Slackers. For those of you that are listening later on, go ahead. You can. You can you can make those predictions until that fight starts. So go ahead and make your predictions. If you're watching this.
0: Yep. Yep. The we other thing is haircut. we're two weeks
1: away, guys. Going to be a great card. If you want to get tickets, two, four, seven fighting.com. Now's the time.
0: Absolutely. Ryan, thanks for joining us with that fresh haircut, man. It does look good. Now I understand. Maestros. I understand because I got to say Ryan before was like, uh, I got a haircut. Can we do the podcast after that? And I was like, why is this haircut such a big deal? But then I see how good it looks, and I'm like, oh, Ryan just wanted to show me up on the stream with his fresh well, haircut. I get see, it.
1: See, here's the thing. Ma- maestro's is not a sponsor. It's just a you know, a guy that like runs a great barber shop that's down the street. And he real Tony really needs to step it up and just become a two four-seven sponsor. That's ultimately what needs to happen. I'm You'd calling you out, do. Tony. I'm gonna literally Cut this clip. These cut this cut clip. Ah, look at this guy. Uh, Accidental. (laughs) I'm going to cut this clip and send it to you so you get off. You get out of the bat. He's been to shows before. It's time for you to step up your game and become a full fledged sponsor. They are the best barbershop by far around, other than Quincy, but he's far up north in like Beaver area. (laughs) Um, so, Sorry, if you're anywhere near Bridgeville, that's literally there's no better place to get your haircut than my man Tony Totola. They have an app, Maestro's Barbershop app. You can schedule yourself, do all that stuff. They're awesome.
0: That's awesome. I think the I've only gotten my haircut twice. Where the barbershop, that's all you need to say. That's just yeah, I've only, I've only gotten my
1: hair cut twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, where the barber had beer. And I gotta say, if you're a fan of beer. If you're, if you're a beer drinker, that's an experience that you got to seek out. I know it, (laughs) it might not seem like much, but like that's one surefire way to elevate your barbershop experiences with a beer in your hand.
1: Yeah. It makes you realize like, Oh, I I can't tell if they did good or bad.
0: (laughs) And I don't care. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I really don't care.
0: (laughs) So it's perfect, man. Thanks again, Ryan, for joining us. And thanks to everybody. Who tuned in live and will be watching this on demand or listening on demand? We truly appreciate your support. Man, if you've enjoyed the podcast, obviously go subscribe. If you're not already subscribed to the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast, oh,
1: one more plug. Do it. Free fight Friday. We posted a uh, free fight this morning. Cameron Allgiers title defense. Um, just this past what? What month was that? I don't know.
0: This past August, August maybe? Yeah. yeah,
1: August 7th, I think it was uh But um, Cam Algar, Asher Frederick, it's available on our social media channels, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Facebook. Did you post it on Twitter, too?
0: I did not tweet it because it's too long for Twitter. So we're just going to. Yeah,
1: we're we're, I just started the Twitter thing. I've never gotten into Twitter. Apologize. I'm going to like try to post stuff on there. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I mean, Twitter is useful, I think. You know, I, I use Twitter a lot, it, personally. But for but you us, have to
1: use it on, you know, the 247 one now. Exactly. Let's exactly. build that up. I don't know. Yeah, let I just can't get into it. It's hard. Hang on.
0: You're not a Twitter guy, but, yeah, here's here's Cam's fight against Asher. As you can see, I'm just going to skim through some parts for you. The full fight is up and free on Facebook and Instagram, like Ryan said. Go watch it. Cam obviously defends his title. So, spoiler alert, defends his title <laughs> February 5th at Braun the Berg 10. And we're stoked. Cam is fighting. We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about yep. it next week. I almost started to just go because that fight yep. is crazy interesting. Hang but-
1: we're going to talk about his upcoming fight next week. So uh, live at 10 a.m. Friday morning podcast. I think that's what we're going to try to do the podcast on every week now.
0: <laughs> uh, that's funny. Ryan, Ryan listen, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Ryan is, is a big planner. There's a reason why he is successful and really good at what he does. He's very planner-oriented, and anybody who knows me knows that is not what Hunter does very well. So – we are trying to get on a podcast schedule, and I do think Friday morning at 10 a.m. is awesome. So you guys can count on this in the future. Friday morning at 10 a.m., we'll have the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast for you. And go subscribe. That's,
1: that sounds great. Yes. It's also about, like don't, – don't think that we just stream live and it's only on social media. It's on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever.
0: Basically, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, you can find it. Um, yeah, go subscribe to it. Get all the updates. We're we are giving away two free tickets to BitB10 on this one, but we've given away shirts and tickets on past ones as well. You know, we're always trying to think of little things that are exclusive for our podcast listeners to get into. So if you're not subscribed, do that, please. We've had John Anik, Isaac Greeley, Chris Dempsey, Adam Milstead, Moose. We've had... Awesome guests. I can't even name them all. We're, this is our 21st episode, and we've had awesome guests, yeah. and that's only going to continue. So, we're building something here. It's it's fun to see. Go our subscribe. podcast
1: is old enough to drink now.
0: Exactly. It, it could go to Maestro's Barbershop. <laughs> yeah.
1: Our podcast could get their haircut and have a drink at Maestro's.
0: <laughs> you love to see it. So, thanks again, everybody that joined. Like we've said repeatedly, Bippy 10 tickets are on sale now. Highly recommend getting them if you want to be at the show. Next week, we're going to talk about the advanced amateur and pro portion of the card, which obviously has some exciting, exciting, juicy matchups going on there. We're stoked to talk about it next Friday at 10 a.m. We'll see you guys then.